You're listening to The Peak Podcast with me, Christina Roman. We're having real, intimate conversations about the interconnectedness of life. Join us as we discuss big topics like intuition, personal mastery, and emotional wellness and why they matter for you. I'm super excited to talk about morning pages today. If you're not familiar with the book The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, I highly recommend it. I act like I discovered it, but it's actually in its 25th edition, so it's a classic. And in the book, she talks about two different ways to connect with the creativity within you. So if you are one of those people who says, I'm not creative, hold that thought. The two ways to connect with the creativity within you are artist dates. So you actually do weekly solo dates where you take yourself out, nobody else, and ingest art. So an example might be going to the art museum by yourself or going to the bookstore and picking up a new interesting book. The other way to connect with yourself is through morning pages, which are three unfiltered, unscripted pages that you write every single morning. And so I've seen a lot of benefits from doing morning pages, but I actually used to do them back in the day with my mom, and I hated every single minute of it. It was just awful for me. I felt like it was a waste of time, and I dreaded waking up in the morning to do it. So, of course, I quit, as we normally do with things that we hate and dread. And I ended up putting it down for several years, but I picked it back up recently, and it's been a totally different experience, and I've absolutely loved every single minute of it. I've gotten really interesting content from doing the morning pages, but I actually want to go into this backwards and talk about some of the fringe benefits that I've seen from doing morning pages. So after I quit my job, I really was seeking a consistent morning routine. I'm not one to force any kind of morning routine on anyone, but I just was really craving consistency as I moved into a new phase of running a business. So the morning pages were a way to commit to myself every single morning. They're also dedicated time for myself, so that's been crucial for me, especially as I become a life coach to really spend quality time with myself. I'm pretty good company. And they've also served as a thought download. So if you're not familiar with that term, it's from the Life Coach School. And it's all about getting out all of those thoughts that are circulating in your brain, getting them onto paper and being able to actually look at them and see what's happening. So I think a lot of us take for granted that our thoughts are just happening to us, but there's a lot of schools of thought that you actually do have control over your thoughts. And by taking the time to look at what's currently there, You can actually start to change your thoughts, which then change your feelings, your actions, and your results. One of the big points that Julia makes in the book is that when you are confronted with your own thoughts day in and day out and you start to see the patterns, you're naturally going to take action because you can't be confronted with the same thing and not be somewhat compelled into changing it. So again, that thought download, but then I also have an opportunity to really connect deeply with my intuition. If you've interacted with me in real life, you know that I am obsessed with intuitive writing, and so you'll see a lot of content about that coming out soon. But for me, the morning pages are an opportunity to really dig in deep beyond my ego, beyond my thinking brain, and actually get down into my more true, authentic self. I'm always hesitant to use the word authentic. I think it's completely overused, but in this case, I feel like it's pretty fitting. 
Later in this episode, I will get into the different ways that I ask questions of my intuition, so that's coming up. But I also want to touch on the fact that doing morning pages stops me from checking my phone first thing in the morning. Along those same lines, I think of Active Dreaming, which is a book that was recommended to me by my mom. The book mentions how in the past, when we lived in community, people would wake up in that liminal state, so that state right in between sleep and wake, and they would actually share their dreams with each other and get significance and meaning from their dreams. And so to me, this is my modern day 2019 version of replicating that slow waking up where I can still process my dreams. So I will get into some of the prompts I use around my dreams again later in the episode, but it has been really cool to be able to start interpreting my dreams. I have an email going out to my list soon about the different mechanisms that we use in modern society to ground us in the present and to connect our mind, body, and spirit. So I basically talk about how all of the different modalities, whether you're talking about yoga, meditation, journaling, all of them are really meant to connect your mind, your body, and your spirit and to ground you in the present moment. And so my point in that post is it doesn't really matter what form you do as long as you are seeking that presence. So I come at it through the morning pages perspective. And so that grounds me in the present moment. And then it also makes me very connected to my five senses. So I went to a friend's salon dinner recently where you gather a bunch of different people in one room and you have one conversation about a specific topic and you just see where the conversation goes. And our topic that we chose was the five senses. And so it made me really aware of the fact that we are processing data through our five senses at all times, but that we're rarely actually aware of what we're processing and we're rarely very present. And so this ties into something called a grounding mechanism, which a friend mentioned to me, a different friend mentioned to me recently about trauma victims. They'll actually do this thing called grounding mechanisms where they get them to touch different surfaces and actually explain the tactile sensation that they feel, or they look at colors around them and they actually describe the colors. So again, it's a mechanism for getting really grounded in the present moment and interpreting your five senses. So morning pages have made me very aware of my five senses, which has been fun. Additionally, the morning pages have been a really cool opportunity to stretch myself. So again, you're doing three unscripted pages and there are absolutely times where I get bored of my own thoughts and I just want to shut the book, but I know that I want to finish up my three pages. By committing to finishing the three pages, you end up getting some really interesting content far beyond what you might think you have stored in your brain at that moment. So really cool opportunity to stretch yourself and to dig deeper into your brain and into your intuition. Morning pages are also a really cool place to focus in on decision making and to actually hone some of those non-binary decision-making skills. So by that, I mean we often see things as either or. So we have two different scenarios laid out in front of us. Let's say we hate our job, so we think either I have to stay at this job that I hate or I have to quit this job and I'm terrified of that. So morning pages are a dedicated place to actually stretch your brain and think beyond your normal problem-solving solutions and to actually start to think differently by tapping into, again, your brain, but also your intuition. Another benefit for me is that it actually gets me super excited to start my day. So as I'm writing about things that are going on in my life, I sometimes reach a point near the end where I just want to shut my notebook and actually get cracking on my to-do list out of excitement, which is not how 
I've always approached my to-do list, so that's always really nice to have that benefit of actually getting into the day more energized. Lastly, I have come up with a ton of different content within my morning pages that I can actually use for my business, so for my email list and also for this podcast. If you don't run a business, there may still very well be ways that you can use written content to move things forward in your life. If you're not sold on the idea of morning pages, I highly recommend listening to this from Julia Cameron. She says that when you are faced with different options, you should take the option that most appeals to you, the one that most draws you in, but you should also go with the option that you most resist because it's often the thing that we most resist that we most need. So just leaving that thought with you in terms of whether you're going to pick up morning pages in your life. Two quick tips before I move into the prompts that I mentioned. The first is that I always put a little star next to anything that I actually want to take action on. So oftentimes I'm just unloading thoughts, but there's sometimes action steps that come out of it. And so I put a star so I know to revisit that later. The other tip is one that I don't always follow myself, but it is to not share anything from your morning pages with anyone, at least for several months. The reason for this is that when you're starting to do morning pages and really uncover new parts of your creativity, she recommends keeping this private so that you're not influenced or even discouraged by those around you. I'm not going to lie to you. I totally cheat on this all the time because I get such good ideas for my morning pages that I want to run out and share them with everybody who will listen because I need a lot of positive reinforcement. So there you go. Not always practicing what I preach. As promised, I wanted to mention a few different prompts. You're obviously welcome to just get off to the races on your own. Again, it's unscripted, so you can write anything that your little heart desires. But here are some prompts that I use with the caveat that sometimes they can feel really boring and tedious at the beginning, but every once in a while, something just cracks wide open and you're off to the races in a completely new, really interesting direction. So Julia actually talks about the page and a half truth point, which is a page and a half into the three pages, things often start to shift. Um, Don't attach too much to that page and a half truth point, but it is really interesting. So stay observant to that experience. In terms of prompts, I like to do a five senses check-in. So that might be taking in the different smells. Usually for me, it's coffee and essential oils, or you might take in the sounds. Usually for me, it's sirens. (laughs) I live in downtown DC. Or you might do colors, as I mentioned earlier. You might do touch. So if you're in bed, you might touch your comforter or you might touch your couch, anything like that. Five senses to really get you grounded in the present moment. I also use morning pages to do gratitude lists. So to really focus in on things and on people and get very specific and personal with that gratitude and with that appreciation for the people around me. I also use it as a place to do that thought download that I talked about earlier. So downloading all of my negative thoughts. There's a belief that if you put all of your negative thoughts on paper, that it's actually going to make it worse. But I think by unearthing it, you can start to work with it. So highly recommend not being afraid of downloading all of your negative thoughts. But if you are afraid, work with that too. Work with the fear. Again, I mentioned dream, so I do a lot of dream recall in my morning pages. So if I remember little segments of a dream, I'll write that down. If I remember a full dream, I'll also write that. But if I know that I had a dream but I can't remember it, the question that I ask myself is, how did I feel about the dream? And from there, I can work with my emotions to actually get more details about the dream. In my experience, dreams aren't something that are super highly respected in our day and age, but I think they're really interesting and they hold a lot of subconscious information. 
I'm going to do an episode with somebody who does dream work facilitation. And so I'm really excited about that and we can dig further into dreams. The other thing that I use to prompt myself along in my morning pages is the question, what would you have me know? And so you can phrase this any way you want. Another alternative is what should I know today? If that question sounds odd to you, I highly recommend checking it out and just seeing what pops into your head about the day that's ahead of you. I also ask the question, what are my values today? And so I think values are often seen as being very static. We have these values and we adhere to them day in and day out. But I found it really interesting to look at the values that I hold in each different day. And so those are often consistent with my overall values, but sometimes they're slightly different. So they might be today a value is to rest or today a value is to sprint and to work really hard or today a value is to connect with community. So please try that one and let me know if anything interesting comes out of that in terms of values that you might not have known you had. I also, again, go back to that decision-making and I ask myself, what decision am I ready to make today? Or what do I need to know about the decision that's currently on my plate? Another really powerful question is, what am I ready to acknowledge now that I haven't been ready to acknowledge? And so by asking this kind of question, you're automatically forcing yourself to dig a little bit deeper. So the phrasing of the question, what am I ready to acknowledge now that I wasn't ready to acknowledge before, naturally lends itself to a new answer. You can also ask, how can I better align my ideal self with my current reality? So I know a lot of people are not living in line with what they would like to see in their own lives. And so that question helps bridge the gap between your current self and your ideal self. We're not striving for perfection here, but there is a lot of opportunity to really bridge that gap in between your ideal self and your current reality. Another question you can ask along the same lines is what would my ideal self do in this situation? So if you have something going on in your life and you are not presenting with your best self, definitely happens to the best of us, then this is a really cool opportunity to see what your highest best self would do if they were more in control as opposed to the ego. Lastly, a question that I like to ask because I think that a lot of times we're taught to actually not dream big because we're so busy trying to be realistic. I actually have a blog post with the tentative title, Fuck Realistic. So that's coming down the pipeline. But the question is, if I didn't care about being realistic, what would I dream about? And so again, this is phrased very specifically to get you pushing aside the idea of being realistic. It's acknowledging that being realistic is there but it gets you thinking in a different way. So these kinds of questions, again, are really helpful to get your brain coming up with empowering answers. And so there's a belief in the Life Coach School that by asking empowering questions, you're more likely to get empowering answers. So an example would be instead of asking yourself, why am I so dramatic? And then your brain goes to task finding all of the ways that you're dramatic. You might ask, how can I appear differently in this situation? Or how can I show up differently in this situation? So empowering questions beget empowering answers. I wanted to give a little teaser for my workbook. So you'll find the link in the show notes. But the workbook is different prompts that you can ask in your morning pages or throughout your day in order to get you thinking differently and really tapped into that intuition. And so if you are not a woo-woo person and you don't believe in the idea of an inner voice, I highly recommend just giving it a test drive. Feel free to write down all of the things that your mind says to you. So sometimes those are positive, sometimes those are negative. But really try to hear beyond that into the deeper inner wisdom that you have within you that's always positive. 
That is Morning Pages. Thank you so much for listening. And please feel free to reach out if you do decide to adopt Morning Pages. Let me know your experience. I would love to hear all about it. If you have any questions about Morning Pages, happy to help. Uh, Highly recommend the book, The Artist's Way. But please also feel free to reach out and ask me any questions. You know where to find me. Thank you for listening to The Peak Podcast. Your support helps this podcast grow. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and then head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is so much appreciated, and I will see you on the next episode.